The views expressed in the following program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of Saga 960 AM or its management. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Brian Crumby Radio Hour on Saga 960. So, you know, this country has had a huge impact over the course of the last year and a half by a lot of people that have been, you know, questioning what's going on in regards to government lockdowns and masks and vaccinations and, and everything like that. And I've met uh, Kellyanne Wolf a couple of times um, and uh, I've had her on my show. She is one of the leaders of that organization and a lot of the protests. And I wanted to check out, um, you know, where they are and what they're up to. Um, they've had uh, a, a big impact on protests across the country. They've had an impact on public opinion. They had an impact in the national election. Um, you know, it's still a small minority, but um, it seems to have been having some impact. And Kellyanne is a is a fascinating individual. She she was has been a political activist, uh, um, a civil rights uh, activist for a long period of time. But she was also a musician that I became aware of in, in Mississauga um, and a very good one at that. And uh, now for the last year and a half, she's been full time political activist against the lockdowns. So Kellyanne is uh, the executive director of something called uh, Canadian Unity, and we're going to hear a lot more about that uh, tonight. Um, She's VP of something called the Freedom Forum Canada, and she's the CEO of the Canadian Democratic Reform Association. Defense. Defense, the Canadian (laughs) Democratic Defense Association. I apologize. Uh, Kellyanne, welcome to our show. How are you? I'm I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So, So you've been doing activism against government lockdowns, against the the uh, the masks against vaccines against uh, lots of different government initiatives for a year and a half now you told me that you've been arrested how many times oh my gosh so i've been put in handcuffs a total of i thought it was 40 it's 49 times since january 2016 um i've been i've had four criminal charges of common nuisance for protesting on behalf of our kids and the restrictions on schools, on behalf of our, our elderly in the long-term care facilities and the abuses that they were going through, on behalf of standing up for our, our police against mandatory vaccines. And uh, I have 16 breaches to those criminal charges. And uh, yeah, I've been brutalized by Toronto police. I've had my ribs brutalized. cracked. Yeah, so oh yeah. You had your, your ribs cracked. Yeah, my ribs were cracked on my second arrest uh, at Queen's Park. I've stripped those officers of those badges with the help of other officers. Since then, uh, they've locked me up in prison without any contact to a lawyer. Tell me you were actually in solitary confinement yes, for eight in days? isolation in Vanier Prison for Women, yes. For eight days? For eight days. Twice? Yes. Really? Yes. So why? Why go through all this? Well, we have uncovered uh, some evidence that is very incriminating against uh, a specific body of politicians that exist within um, all levels of government, from municipal to, to provincial and federal, uh, that they've been, they've been playing with a lot of foreign bad actors. Money has exchanged hands. And there is absolutely a premeditated political agenda uh, that is, going to, that, that is uh, damaging our country, our economy, affecting millions of lives, you know, seeing our youth uh, succumb to- Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on hold I can on. go on. Okay, forever. so let's, let's break this down. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that you've got proof of payoffs yes. to politicians yep. uh, by foreign actors. Yes. So that's like RCMP kind of uh, information and investigation and criminal- uh, Yeah, yep. you know. we have supplied we have supplied evidence packages with over 92 criminal code violations from various politicians just in Ontario alone. So the problem is- there's a lot of there's a, there's bad actors in every single one of these institutions. So you've got upper command members in even just municipal 
police divisions and in the RCMP who have also taken payments in order to do this. And, and to, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And we have the evidence and the proof of all this. Like right now, every single institution that exists in Canada is divided. 100 percent. Every divided. single institution in Canada is divided. Yes. What on on people that are pro the lockdowns, masks and vaccines and people that are anti? Well, I don't want to say that on, on people who uh, who are greedy and self-serving and and will sell out human life uh, without a blink of an eye for a paycheck. It's, it's absolutely absurd. Now, I'm not anti-vax. So my, my kids are vaccinated, not on not with COVID. I would never inject myself with an experimental vaccination because my government tells me to. I think it's absurd, but I don't I won't disrespect anybody who does that. Right. So I'm a, I, I have defined my principles. And the problem with our society is that 95 percent of people parrot the principles of another and they don't actually define principles themselves. You know, Canada is supposed to exist based on the fundamental values of individual liberties. So and the problem is the majority of our population don't. You love it when I get all like this. Don't comprehend that democracy should not be used as a philosophy. It should be used as a tool. Democracy shouldn't be used as a philosophy. I'm not one to me. construct an entire society on. So, you know, Canada's promoted as oh, we live in a democratic monarchy. No, we don't. We live in a monarchy. Okay, and we have democratic processes that have been expunged. That's why you have problems, um, you know, with elect with the elections, for instance. You have the electoral we have the electoral voting process that overrides the popular vote, but the popular vote is the vote of the people, and and it has no influence from lobbying and from corporations that put pressure on the government in order to get electoral seats. It's it's the entire system is ridiculous. We have. Parties, political parties that have their own constitutions when when their job is supposed to serve the public and uphold the constitution that represents the public, but they don't represent that constitution. They represent the constitutions of their own political parties. They don't swear an oath to the people. They swear an oath to the Privy Council, to the Crown, not the people. So we're, we're participating in a system that ultimately does not even serve us. And we, we've seen the evidence of that through all, the, of, all of these restrictions and lockdowns. So, so you think that the restrictions and lockdowns are because... Foreign actors paid off government officials. Uh, yeah, there, there is. It absolutely is, and it was premeditated. So we've had, we have. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold wait, on. Wait, let's start. We're gonna, we're gonna break yeah. this down piece by piece. Yes, but we got to take a message because we're still in a capitalist society, of and course. we need to have a and message I love our to finance that. Society. So we're gonna take a break and come back more in just a minute. Stay with us, everybody. Stream us live at Saga960AM.ca. Welcome back to the Brian Crumby Radio. We're on Saga 960. We're chatting tonight with Kellyanne Wolf. She is the head of a whole bunch of these organizations that are protesting uh, the government lockdowns, uh, the masks, the uh, the obligations to to close down uh, different uh, different businesses, um, and vaccinations. Uh, though she says she's not anti-vax, she's anti-taking this vaccination, uh, and she's organizing a lot of protests. And she's been organizing and uh, involved in and running a lot of organizations. You said there were something like thirty different organizations that you're. Part of? Actually, 447 nationwide. 447 different organizations that yeah. you are affiliated with nationwide yeah. that are all in this sort of anti-lockdown Absolutely. We've process. got over 2,500 people in every single major city across Canada, minimum, that march every single Saturday on their cities. There's a complete media blackout. You know, the, the largest march we had in Canada to date, I believe, was 350,000 people in Montreal. So When was 350,000 people marching in Montreal? When was the Montreal that was... How long ago was Montreal? 
Yeah, it was a couple months. I have all the photos. We've got video coverage. We've got drone coverage. We'll show you everything. And you think the media is not giving it any attention? Oh, well, they were paid. They, they were absolutely, the media bailouts, that was, that's exactly what they were for. That $600, that $600 million media bailout, as soon as Christy Friedland took her position as deputy prime minister, and another $100 million a couple months ago. So it's the exact same methods her grandfather used in 1939. Sorry, I, what? What methods? Who was her grandfather? Her grandfather was the man who did all of the propaganda under the Hitler regime. Christian Friedland's grandfather? Yes, McLean's Magazine did an entire printout on it. Look it up yourself. I'm not even joking. Like, you can't even make this stuff up. Okay. I, I don't know that. I'll have to check it out. You, have to, okay. you definitely have but to But what you're it. saying is that she She's, organized a bailout of the yeah, media in order to get the media to not well, they scripted um, publicize, the media. to not publicize your protest. No, they completely scripted the media. So right from the beginning. So we have the original repository report uh, from April 12th, 2020 from Sunnybrook Hospital and the, uh, and the science team from Sunnybrook Hospital. Uh, we've published this publicly on freedomforumcanada.com slash background underscore information. And it's uh, publicly available, this entire repository report. If you scroll down to lines 210 to 216, the government was clearly informed on April 12, 2020, that asymptomatic people were neither capable of, were neither threatened by nor capable of spreading any of the several pathogens that were collected at Sunnybrook Hospital, none of which were, were an isolated version of SARS-CoV-2. We have evidence and uh, anybody out there, any of your listeners can look up Christine Massey and uh, in isolation. They can just simply Google this and you will see copies of uh, Public Health Canada from every single province who, after we filed uh, freedom of information requests, requesting specific evidence in relation to the isolation of COVID-19, clearly stating that there is no evidence whatsoever of any isolation of COVID-19. What do you mean no isolation? They've never isolated uh, the the virus in a living uh, infected human being ever. So what does that mean? It means they made up a lot of a lot of the stuff. They made up most of the stuff that you hear in the news. So we have over uh, was it thirty five thousand scientists and doctors, not including the uh, World Doctors Alliance in Europe, but here in North America, doctors in Canada and Dr. Robert Malone in the United States who have uh, now declared and officially declared crimes against humanity for all of these lockdowns, restrictions, and the forced, um, the forced injections of experimental vaccines that won't even be, like the clinical trials won't even be finished until 2023. So that have now seen adverse reactions. So, so, so what, what is your point? Your point? My point is this, our society, our country is supposed to be built on fundamental values. Okay, we have the best country on earth. We have the best society on earth because we have every culture, creed, race, and religion in our country. Okay, and and we are the fastest evolving society. We are the, what do you mean the fastest evolving. We're the fastest evolving society when it comes to technology. When it comes to you know the way we operate and, and behave as human beings, the way we interact with each other. You know, Canada is world renowned for setting an example uh, of of a path of evolution. For the whole world, you can go anywhere on earth and you were always respected the second anybody found out you're Canadian. Now, not so much. Okay, we have a government that has has done nothing but causes problems since they came into existence. Like Justin Trudeau, first of all, should never even have been an MP. Like, let's be honest, everybody out there, this man is not qualified to even be in parliament. 
you know, somewhere along. He got elected. He got elected by the people in Papineau. He, he got elected he, by he, the people of the Liberal Party. He got elected by of the course, people be, of Canada. So because why, he ran on yeah, his that's He ran. That, but here's the problem with democracy. Oh, it doesn't support. Their daddies are. Here's the problem with democracy. Democracy does not support individual liberty because 51 percent of a population will make the decisions for 49 percent. Where in that is individual liberty supported? It's not. Well, but democracy is, is. Democracy should be people. used as a tool. People get to decide and people get to decide. But they don't. Not even 51. It's 50.1. Okay, but that's nice. But still, whether it's 50.1 or 50-50, you you should not be, I should not be able to make the decisions for your own, for your life. You should have your own free will to decide what you want to do as a, as a responsible adult. So whether you want to get vaccinated or not. I I, I agree with that, but let's come back to Justin Trudeau. What you're saying is, is he didn't have the right no, to be elected. He wasn't qualified. The guy got fired for being a drama teacher. And, and we can speculate as to why. I have seen um, unredacted non-disclosure agreements that were signed with West Point Academy that will be released later this year. So, But this is not about that right now. This is about what we're doing. So... There's a lot. There's a whole Pandora's box, Brian, that's going to open up. On Sounds like you reached into Pandora's box big time. Well, well, you have to. I mean, I've got children and I have children that live in this society. They've been oppressed. My daughter was cutting herself from the oppression at, at 15 years old. She was cutting herself. Cutting herself. Do you know how many children have committed suicide or, or, or have attempted to commit suicide? Over 54,000 kids in 11 months in North America. So yeah, the mental health, uh, you know, impact well, of, course. of this uh, What do you expect? They're completely oppressed and... from their healthy development. In Sudbury, Ontario alone, right across the street from the municipal office, there is a memorial of over 500 youth, youth, the youngest one being six years old who have overdosed on, on street drugs. There are people in, in, Sud- in the last year and a half, in the last year and a half, 500 in Sudbury. 500, go up there and visit. It's disgusting. The youngest overdose was six years old on fentanyl. How does a six-year-old get fentanyl? Well, you could clearly see how when you walk through the streets of Sudbury on any given day, because you've got people on the corner shooting up heroin. Okay, okay. So let's, it's, let's, it's let's, like let's, this country is falling apart. Let's okay. So let's let's come back. So yeah. what you're trying to accomplish is what? Right now, we want to clean out our institutions. We need complete political reform in this country. And we have because the, you think that too many people in government institutions and in, they're, in they're either incompetent, you believe uh, are either incompetent, incompetent or being paid for or absolutely or they're bad actors. foreign actors not just foreign actors but themselves they're in it for self-interest i mean how many politicians have we complained about even city councilors on a municipal level over the years who sit there and they don't do anything so why is this money being allocated to people who aren't serving so how, the public? how are you going to clean out all these people well we we're filing we have a uh an MOU, which is a, a memorandum of understanding, and we are going to be serving it on the Senate and the Governor General between December 5th and December 10th in Ottawa. And uh, we're going to be doing it. What a, memor- a memorandum of understanding yes. between who? Between Canada Unity, which is an organization that represents the people of Canada, the citizens. So as an oversight, and we are going to become a federal oversight committee. Okay, but who, like um, an MOU has got to be between two yes, parties. Yes, it, it actually so is between it? three, the Governor General, the Senate, and CU, which okay. is Canada Unity. Okay, but why are why is the Senate and the Governor General going to sign an MOU? Well, we've got because they will. We've already got we've already got members of the Senate on board. We've already got over 562, 562 backbench politicians that currently are employed by the government of Canada on different on different levels, from municipal, federal, and, and provincial, who have contracted and signed on to building 
a new and better society, something more geared towards a constitutional republic. We need to reform and change our system. It needs to evolve with our so, population. So a constitutional republic, why would the governor general sign on to a, something that's going to get well, first of all, role? If- do you know why we have a new governor general in Canada? Do you really believe it's because the last one had bad manners? I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes, you, I think there was a big controversy about how no, she, she was, was served. With, she was served with a with a piece of paper from Indigenous nations, signatories of the land, in international court to prove that she had the jurisdiction to govern this country, and she does not. What do you mean she has the jurisdiction? She doesn't have the jurisdiction to govern over Canada. Nobody consented to being governed by a corporation. Okay, so why did she resign? Because she doesn't have the jurisdiction. And she to wanted, govern this and country. she wanted the jurisdiction? No, she acted, she's acting as if she did. She didn't have the jurisdiction. They, so everything that the government does, they need you to voluntarily consent to. That's why you have these fear campaigns and, you know, encouragement process. And that's why campaigns exist in the first place. They need you to participate. But if you were to choose not to participate, you can build an entirely new structure. Canada is, a, under every Commonwealth nation, the citizens still have sovereignty. Okay, it's not that it's not the corporation of the government of Canada that has sovereignty. It's the people that reside on the land that are sovereign. So and and this is the difference. You see how Quebec had uh, had curfews, for instance. Okay, yes. Quebec has their own constitution. That constitution comes under the rule of civil law, which is corporately run. Okay, and that's why these corporations were able to infringe and interfere politically, you know, for for whatever reason, for, you know, and cause these curfews to happen. You know, have you why ever, would, why have you ever consented? want curfews to happen? Because they make money. Why? They'd be better off if they were. Because if they destroy bars and restaurants. No, they're better off if their corporations expand and they close those little mom and pop shops everywhere. So you're saying that you think that corporations had an incentive to cause Absolutely these lockdowns. They did. Absolutely. They were saying we have proof that there was an incentive. We wow. have proof that Justin Trudeau invested in the creation of a bioweapon and, and two universities were involved in it in Canada. Justin Trudeau invested in a the Trudeau bio-weapon. Foundation invested in the creation of a bioweapon. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. And when where was this investment made, and what was the bioweapon? Yeah, well, I have all the details. I don't know them off the top of my head, but I can okay. provide you with the entire package. We filed over thirty-eight billion dollars in liens on every single corporation that is complicit to this agenda, and I can provide you with all that information. So, and this is Canada Unity. This yes. organization that's, yes. that's, 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 yeah, we're acting as a 10 organization in order to bring together all of the organizations and groups that have developed across Canada in regard, in, 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 you know, in opposition to the lockdowns, you okay, know, so we've what, got, what's going to happen, um, we've got to 10th, we're going to shut down the Capitol. How we are have, you going to shut down the Capitol? We have the, we have uh, a, a massive convoy from both the East coast and the West coming from oil and gas. We have indigenous nations that are coming because we have unified our people across this entire country. So regardless of what you hear about what's going on in Wet'suwet'en territory right now, that is uh, that is another agenda in order to try and cause a divide that no longer exists between the people. So we are going to shut down Ottawa with the help of uh, a, another organization that has developed called Police on Guard for Thee, which are both active duty and retired military and police and vets from across Canada we have other organizations with the objective of forcing with the, the objective, government it's not it's, it's, it's actually lawful it's actually lawful to do this according to the constitution so and because we have gained a specific number of signatures of the canadian public that have signed on to this memorandum being served on the senate and on the governor general it's completely lawful what we're doing 
So we are going to shut. But the, but the mem- so number one, you want to shut down Ottawa with all these protests. Absolutely. And until they can try to force. They are the either General going to the Senate. They are either going to sign on to this memorandum or they are going to resign from their position. OK. And the memorandum of understanding is going to um, have uh, Canada Unity become an oversight body that has. Absolutely. Absolutely. A national oversight body. We've, we're set up that, everywhere in the country. OK. And this oversight body gets to do what? They, we are whether... going to audit the government. We are going to put term limits on the government, two years in every single position. We're going to limit the amount of uh, of of uh, of control and into of overreach that the government's been doing because it's it's complete overreach. It's ridiculous the things that they're doing. No government should be able to tell you to infringe upon your your medical privacy or your body or your family or your child's life or ability to be educated. It, it, this is absolutely absurd. And for anybody in this country who would stand for this stuff, you know, okay. So 80, regardless 80, of whether you believe in vaccines, 80% of Canadians or something like that have chosen to get vaccinated. I, I call bullshit. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to say that because I've been across the country 18 times since January in every single city. And we have data collectors and we have coverage. So what you're seeing on the media is absolute nonsense. Over 60% of Canadians are in, are in support of everything that we're doing. Because the truth is this, we're not anti-vax. The media paints us that way so that they can spin a narrative in order to prevent people from joining into the things that we are establishing. We're building new schools that, 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 don't, that, that have no discrimination against anybody. We build new clinics with Canadian frontline nurses and over 45,000 Canadian doctors and, and scientists all over the country. So we've already got four of them open in British Columbia. So you're opening schools, you're opening clinics yes. that allow people that have yes. that, that, that do have not discriminated or not vaccinated. That's right. Um, have COVID or not have COVID. That's it. Listen, COVID has a 99.99% survival rate. It has been declared in, in over in over 400 countries around the world. It's just a flu. Okay, so there's not 400 countries in the world, but well, whatever. It's been declared all over Earth that we've got the Canadian, we've got the. Um, over 30, 135,000 doctors and scientists on the Barrington Declaration. We've got what's the, the Barrington Declaration? You don't know what the Barrington Declaration? I don't know. Oh my God, I'm stunned. I don't know what the, what's the Barrington Declaration. It's all the scientists and doctors in around the world that came out against all of this nonsense and the lockdowns, saying that they're absolutely absurd and they're absolutely unnecessary. Well over a year ago. Okay, but just you know, today so the, very- the uh, Canada and the United States have banned travel from six uh, South African. Uh, oh, really? Because I have because of a new uh, variant. There is okay, so Brian, you need to comprehend something, and you can ask any biological scientist this, okay? Or you can, or I can put you in touch directly with Dr. Malone, who's leading the Declaration of Crimes Against Humanity in the States, or Dr. Daniel Nagase here, who is an emergency doctor from Alberta, who who treated three of his COVID positive tested patients with ivermectin cured them and they're perfectly fine and is now facing the college of physicians stripping him of his license for doing his job because ivermectin is bad is or what, something? no it's not so why are they, they've used ivermectin why for, for so many other uh, other ailments for over 90 years what is ivermectin i haven't heard of that so Iver, ivermectin is is a treatment that literally it has a 90 percent is like a cure for it's a cure for COVID. for COVID. Okay, and 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 so why is why is, is it they're oppressing something? it? Listen, the government. Okay, for instance, May twentieth, May sorry, May fifth, twenty twenty. Doctor Sakdev Sidhu, who is the lead biomolecular engineer at the University of Toronto, provided the government with what he, in his own words, a cure, which is a synthetic antibody um, that that literally cures all symptoms of all coronaviruses. Okay, so SARS CoV two is a coronavirus. A coronavirus is anything from the sniffles to a full blown flu. To, to pneumonia, 
Do you know what the number one killer, what we call natural causes is to old people? Like when elderly die, it's pneumonia. So it's the number one killer. You can look it up anywhere. So, which is a coronavirus. They have perverted the flu for political gain in order to sell vaccines. Now they were provided with this cure right here in Toronto. Okay, and this you're saying this is all manufactured. Yes, it's absolutely manufactured. And we have the evidence to prove it. We filed over thirty eight billion dollars. The whole world has stopped. Yes, because because of because a group of people. Yes, because a group of people are after resources. Do you not see what's happening in Afghanistan right now? Like my brother's a JTF2 soldier. He spent 11 and a half months in Afghanistan, had control of everything, only so that only so that our government can make deals with radical groups that don't think twice about blowing up kids and schools and people. All why? Because they want to take in a pipeline. Every single, show me a single war, Brian, that has ever existed that wasn't over resources. Canada is the richest country in the world and natural resources. We are the only country on earth that doesn't require a single thing from another one to survive. Yet every other country on earth requires at least one thing from Canada to survive. We bottle our air from the boreal forest and sell it to China for like, maybe Canadians don't know this, but this is the truth. It's absolutely true. So we have like our indigenous nations right now have offered the government you know, like a path to build pipelines that are with new green technology that would not harm any of our environment. And it's what's this new path to build. uh, They call it the spirit pipeline, the spirit pipeline, the spirit pipeline. Look into it. It's really cool. So it's an entire path. It wouldn't affect any of our waterways. It wouldn't poison any of our waterways. It wouldn't ruin any of our of 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 the lands like of our ancient trees that seed all the other trees. It wouldn't affect the boreal forest. It wouldn't affect our, our, our soils. But this government is dead set. Instead, right now, today, we have RCMP, armed RCMP, invading Wet'suwet'en territory, okay, in order to force up the pipeline for, for TC Corporation right now, up so, the so, building of a pipeline. So the spirit pipeline, it, it, takes a different route or is it a it different does, material? It does a completely or different, a completely different route, completely different materials. You know what I mean? And like, this is years of research and they've, and, and the indigenous nations themselves have, has invested in it. Okay. But here's the thing, the crown, because their corporation can never own a lodial title to any of the lands in Canada until all the original signatories, the Aboriginal, original tribes are dead. We've got documentation for this as well. I just, I became an internationally recognized ambassador, endorsed for initiative of Exultry and Métis Indigenous Nation. Endorsed by 40 clan members. You're amazing. We're going to take a break for some messages and come back more with Kellyanne in just a minute. Stay with us, everybody. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on saga960am.ca. Welcome back to the Brian Crumby Radio Hour in Second and Six. We're chatting tonight with uh, Kellyanne Wolf. She is one of the key organizers and leaders behind this whole anti-mask, anti-lockdown, uh, anti-vax uh, campaign in uh, Canada for the last year and a half. Uh, I've had the pleasure of meeting her and, uh, and interviewing her before. Uh, before she became this activist, she was actually a, a very successful uh, singer, uh, performer in uh, in Mississauga and, and, and Toronto, Canada, et cetera. Uh, and that's how I ended up uh, meeting her. Um, and, and then she told me that she had become this activist. And I really wanted to find out what it was all about and why the attraction, why the interest and, and why the passion. Um, and Kelly, you've been involved in politics and civic activism for a while. So it, that sort of came 21 years naturally to you. Yeah. Um, well, I have a master's in political science. I am a clinical psychologist. I also have a master's in social engineering and human behavior. 
I am master's in social engineering. What's I that from? Do I do actually? Uh, I did it with counterterrorism training, so uh, I'm not supposed to talk about that. However, um, I'm also a fellow for the World Organization of Natural Medicine and an international master. Okay. And and you were very involved in Conservative Party at one point in time. Uh, well, no, well, I've always and been were, apolitical. I've always been apolitical because uh, you were working with Maxime. I, yeah, I, well, well, I've worked with Maxime. I've worked with I've worked with Andrew Shear. I've worked with a lot of I. I over the last, uh, I'd have to say, ten years, the Conservatives have been more logical, right? And the Liberals have. Uh, I, it's not that like I think the classical Liberals. Uh, what our country used to exist upon, like you had conservatives and liberals and they stood for individual liberties and to promote the individual liberties of everyone, because that is the best way to promote an evolving society, especially one that is filled with every single culture, creed, race, religion, etc. I mean, somewhere along the lines, there has been, like, there's been, there's been a stagnation that happened to this country. Pride is gone. It's been stripped away. You know, we're watching the degradation of all of our institutions happen right before our eyes. You know, you're seeing young people um, being turned on each other for ridiculous things. Nobody's focused on on the things that actually matter, like evolving our society, you know, reforming our institutions for the for, you know, to to suit an evolving population. You know, we see people focus like trying to jump from, you know, shutting down shutting down oil and gas, for instance, without first installing, you know, new energy systems and, and creating jobs that are going to help these people that are losing their jobs sustain life. You know, our, so, our society so is built so, on life, liberty, security, and property of people, but, life, but, but liberty, none of this government property. Okay. Yeah. These are the most fundamental values of our, of our system. Our constitution is built to protect the life, liberty, security, and property of every individual in this country. That's what our constitution is built upon. But the constitution that's supposed to represent the people is not being represented at all because all these political parties that exist represent their own constitution, of which none of those constitutions uphold the laws within our own constitution. It's ridiculous. We have we have political parties that care about their own constitution and don't swear an oath to the people, but call themselves public servants. Okay, yet they're giving orders and mandates upon the public against the interest and the, and the life, liberty, security, and property of the public. It's complete nonsense. You know, in what... In okay, so, so political parties do have constitutions, you're quite correct. Yeah. Um, but those don't necessarily govern what they do in their function uh, when they're elected as an MP or an MPP, because, you know, what it does is it functions the, the fun it, it rules the functioning of the party, the way they would elect the leader or get rid of a leader, um, um, passing party resolutions and things like that. So it doesn't go much beyond that. What is and, democratic? And what they do is they mm -hmm. act like clubs. You're quite correct. So mm -hmm. the, the liberal party, the conservative party, the NDP, et cetera, are like private clubs. And so therefore the way that nominations occur and the way that you want to elect a leader and, and the way the caucus works and things like that, are functions all, of their own rules. No see, question. See the way that but I when look they, at this. When they become elected, they become servants of the people and they do swear no, they their allegiance to the crown. Yeah. And the crown is not the people. They should swear an allegiance to the people. Okay. But we have, so we as have you said, a monarchy. We have a constitutional monarchy. And, so and it doesn't serve us. Why, why, why is the monarchy here? Like what, what purpose? So Barbados just this past couple of months got rid of the monarch and are becoming a republic. And the United States obviously did that 200 X. I accept the United, United States have come under uh, under uh, civil rule. And you've got serious conflicts in the United States right now. I mean, look at, you've got serious conflicts. So, I'm, so I'm being a, see, being a republic doesn't solve 
every problem. No, it doesn't. This is a constitutional monarchy. No, but it removes the overreach of a government that does not serve us and and take and and, and cash is in. You know, when was the last time the governor general or the monarch the go- actually overreached and and did something? But you know, we are uh, being run last year. Uh, last year, we got rid of a governor general that was overreaching, who did not have the jurisdiction to govern the country. That's, That's the opposite of what you're saying. You're saying the monarch can overreach actually in that situation. Well, the governor general democracy acts, acts on of. behalf of the crown and the monarch. Why is Canada? Why is why did 33 was it 32 trillion dollars that, you know, disappear from our natural resources to the monarchy without a blink of an eye? Nobody complains. So when did 32 over the last 10 years, 32 billion or million trillion 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 32 trillion dollars of resources. Right now, there are indigenous nations across Canada that have filed an international court to remove the crown from Canada. Did you know that, Brian? But it didn't. didn't. Okay, so I can show you documentation on that as well. Why? Because there is a deal. So you you see all of these legislative buildings that exist. Okay, they're first of all, they were all built on on top of burial grounds for indigenous nations signatory indigenous nations. Every single legislature is built on top of a burial ground. This whole, this whole, I'm not even joking. This whole facade of the 251 children that great they thought we've known about this for 20 years. They politicize, they exploit it and use it in order to, in order to kiss up and and indoctrinate indigenous, indigenous nations into rule. Like you have to comprehend the structure of things and you don't because they, they put forth a perverted structure of things. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like right under, underneath that, underneath Capitol Hill, okay, Parliament Hill. There's 3,600 children buried there. Underneath Parliament yes, Hill. Yes, there is. There's 3,600 children and buried you, there. And you know this from, because? Because I'm an international ambassador and I'm privy to information from international courts and from the United Nations. I will provide you with documentation to prove what I'm saying. I won't tell you anything that I can't back up. Okay. 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 Let's hold it. Let's like, I, there's so, I told you there's okay. too, much. There's too much. Too much. There's okay. too much. So, so December 5th to 10th, you're going to have a whole bunch of people go to Ottawa yes. um, to protest, to, to close down Ottawa, to try to force the governor general and the Senate to sign a memorandum, a memorandum of understanding between something that you've organized called Canada Unity and the Senate and the, and the governor, governor general. general that is going to provide some new oversight to government. Yeah, but we represent. Uh, why would why would the governor general and the Senate agree to some oversight? Because they're, we've got because we've got, got sovereignty. They're giving up sovereignty. Canada Union. They don't have sovereignty. They can't have sovereignty. There's a corporate. They're a corporation. The only people. The only people in this entire land that has sovereignty are the people. And we have the we have the signatures of the people. This is what the people of Canada want. We've got we and, and the aim is if we get up to five point one million signatures and we are at quite a high percentage right now. And we it, it, we do have the possibility to achieve this number that they, they, they have no choice. They are public servants. You have to define what that means. Like, like language is everything. Words are everything to a society because it's the words that we use that define the laws that keep the peace amongst a vast area of different people. The problem is our population has no idea about language. That's why when you go to a courtroom, they speak perfect English, but you can't comprehend a single word they say. This is intentional. It's called psycholinguistic manipulation. Psycholinguistic manipulation. It's an actual term. It's called psycholinguistic manipulation, and it's intentionally implemented into societies for the purpose of control. It's social engineering. Okay. Okay. So you want to have this oversight group and what, and, and, and this oversight group is going to do what? Get rid of lockdowns? 
No, Doug they, Ford says he's going to get rid of lockdowns by March. Yeah, Doug Ford said he was going to get rid of lockdowns two weeks after he locked people down, which he did knowingly and intentionally, uh, knowing that he was committing an act of domestic terrorism under a violation of Section 83 of the Criminal Code. We've provided the proof to that to the public. You know, we knew that since April 12, 2020, because they, they were submitted a repository report from the team at Sunnybrook. OK, and any one of your viewers can look this up at freedomforumcanada.com slash background underscore information. Scroll down that that PDF document from the, the Sunnybrook team to line 210 to 216. And you will clearly state asymptomatic people are neither threatened by nor capable of spreading any of the several pathogens that were connected. That so, were so so you think that there's a Sunnybrook report that says that we they're absolutely we didn't have to wear masks and we didn't have to do lockdown. No, until unless until unless what you actually were symptomatic. No, you're everybody's symptomatic. Listen, first of all, the PCR tests have been proven not to work. The Nobel laureate, Carrie Mullis, that created those PCR tests, who happened to die two months before, you know, these the, the entire this entire uh, so-called pandemic broke out. OK, clearly stated that those tests should never be used in the testing of infectious diseases. A PCR test, all it does is amplify genetic material. That's all it does. So if you have ever had a cold, it's going to show that you have a coronavirus, that you've had a coronavirus. So no matter what, it's going to come out positive. 98, was it? No, sorry. 80. I've had, I've had like five PCR tests. I haven't come out positive once and I've had lots of common colds and lots of flus. Okay. Well, we dipped their, uh, their, their, their little uh, COVID test kits into the toilet and they came out positive. We also dipped them in uh, purified water and it came out positive. We also dipped them in antibacterial sanitizer okay, I, I, and it came out positive. I, I've had it's five. ridiculous. I've had five and I haven't come out positive once. Oh, well, you're lucky. So because I mean, even even the antibacterial hand sanitizer that you're apparently buying from these stores is COVID positive. It's ridiculous. OK, so so your objective is this oversight body. But more yeah. importantly, you want to get rid of lockdowns. Yeah, absolutely. They're completely they're completely ridiculous. So there's nothing democratic and there is nothing that supports the principles of individual liberty when a government has the ability to infringe upon your life, liberty or security. Okay, so, We've got economies, so, businesses that so have been this, lost, this, 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 millions this. of jobs lost. OK, I agree with all that. And, and, and your mental health issue is an issue. There's no question about kids it. are um, killing themselves. This, it's ridiculous. What about this travel ban that has just been implemented? The, the travel ban is absolute nonsense. We have people that cross the border every single day. All they'll give you is a ticket. That ticket, like the ticket will be expired. Lots of stories that people can find like five yeah, thousand, three thousand, six thousand. Actually, six thousand two hundred ninety-two dollars right now across the border, and you refuse to do a PCR test. So, but that ticket will expire before it ever gets to court. We have overrun the court; like it's ridiculous. So, I I personally have fifty-eight summons and fifty-eight tickets right now across Canada. None of which will stick. They're being thrown out because they're first of all they infringe upon our constitutional rights our charter rights and our bill of rights. The bill of rights still still exists. The charter of rights never superseded it. The bill of rights is still in effect. You, like, you know, people have to start learning the structure of our, of our, of our system, of our political system and our laws. And we need to enforce our laws in this country. Okay. So you want to get rid of the lockdowns. You want to get rid of masks. Oh, if you want to wear a mask or a tutu, we don't care. Like, go ahead. So I can, I can wear a tutu. Go ahead. Wear a tutu, wear a mask, do whatever you want. Okay. That is your right. But what you don't have the right to do is, is to, to force me to do one or to force it on my kids. Okay. Period. And, and vaccines? Vaccine. Take what if you want to. You feel the need to get vaccinated? By all means, vaccine, go ahead. Vaccine, I've had vaccines. Vaccine passports? Vaccine Absolutely not. Absolutely. That's no ridiculous. No, but your kids that you say have got vaccinated, they have to have a little, they've, they've got, they've got the previous vaccinated. No, my kids have not been vaccinated under COVID and I will not. Vaccinate no, but, but in school, they have this little booklet that uh, records all the vaccines they had. Yeah. And they had the you ones probably had it. I've got I actually in some desk somewhere. 
that shows all the vaccines I've had. Yeah, and those vaccines, those passport. vaccines passed criminal. They pa- passed clinical trials. They were safe, and they're not, and they haven't killed over two million people in less than a year. These vaccines have already killed over two million people. We've already seen in okay, Canada. So how, how, like I have not heard that from anywhere. Oh, I'll how, provide how, you all the information. How, how, how Why do you think we have now filed Declaration of Crimes Against Humanity against two governments, Canada and the United States? This is this is official. So you think the vaccine? I don't think killing people. it is. It's killed over two million people. It has absolutely killed over two million people. It has absolutely enlarged the vital organs of thousands of children. These children have a 50, 50 percent chance of making it to 15 years old. This is a fact. I will supply you with all this information. We have the World Doctors Alliance, which which contains like, oh, what, 114,000 scientists and doctors worldwide that have come out against this. Every single you're telling me that every single one of these top notch doctors and including people like Dolores Cahill, who was the president of the World Doctors Alliance before COVID. So the most respected scientist and doctor in all things virology, all in biomolecular, all of a sudden, all of a sudden is a loon. Okay. All of a Kelly, sudden, Kelly, being you, know, you obviously believe what you believe. Absolutely. Well, and you're very passionate about it. And well, I have the evidence. And that's so, one of the reasons I wanted you know, to, to and, chat with you. But in the federal election, Maxime Bernier and the PCP were running on a on this policy effectively. And they did better than a lot of people thought they'd ever do. Well, they did um, a lot better than anybody but knows, they, but too. They, they still only got 8%. Well, the system is set up for you to fail. So I like we predicted everything that has happened. We predicted it as I, before it happened. And everyone likes to show a oh, conspiracy theorist. Like I, for anybody who's going to use the word conspiracy theorist, I, I, you know, I would encourage them to go back to university. First of all, a conspiracy, you can be charged with a criminal conspiracy. So it's, it's, it's a little bit more than just a fable or an idea. And second of all, a, you know, a theory, it's not a hypothesis. There's a very big difference. So a hypothesis is an idea. A theory is something you can prove with, with facts, with facts and evidence and research. So, you know, it's ridiculous. And as far as I'm concerned, all these conspiracy theorists, you know, uh, have been right about everything. So show me one that's wrong yet. Like, I don't believe in these flat earther people and all this crazy nuts. So are you, are you a believer in uh, QAnon? No, I think it's a psyop. I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's a psyop. A psyop is, um, I think it's a politically constructed, um, uh, let's say part of the freedom movement in order to uh, to paint people as radical in order to bring them back under the whip, the whip of control of government. So who put together this whole idea of QAnon? Oh, I think it, I think it probably stemmed from grassroots and then got infiltrated. You know, you have bad actors. Uh, but it's a way of controlling them. because Absolutely. Crazy. Have you ever heard of a provocateur? Yeah. OK, so there's political provocateurs, too. So we proved that with the G7 and, and press for truth. You know, we ousted the political, the police that were hired by, you know, with political influence, like with political influence in order to infiltrate the protesters from the G7 in Toronto. Like, you know, we were thrown into chicken coops back then. Me, Charlie Veach, Dan Dix, you know, all because we wanted to get a scoop. We were there reporting as journalists. And, uh, and they didn't like that because we got a little too much information. Come back again. This mm-hmm. is fascinating. I love chatting with you. You're 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 fascinating to listen to. I'll come back anytime. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna take a break and come back with some concluding comments from me uh, to end the show. Stay with us, everybody. Stream us live at Saga960AM.ca. Well, what a fascinating conversation with Kellyanne uh, Wolf, um, the uh, executive director of Canadian Unity, the vice president of Freedom Forum Canada, the CEO of Canadian Democratic 
uh, Defense Association and a whole bunch of other organizations that uh, um, has really been leading the charge against uh, vaccines, against masks, against lockdowns, et cetera. And uh, I've had the chance, I think twice before, to uh, to meet Kellyanne um, in the last year and a half and interview her in regards to her points of view. Let me uh, start off by saying um, I think that Kellyanne is an incredibly interesting, passionate, um, articulate, well educated, um, knowledgeable individual on her topic. And it's a pleasure to, uh, to listen to her and to hear what she has to say. I disagree with a lot of what she has to say, but I think she has every right to say what she has to say. And I do think that um, for whatever reason, we've ended up uh, in our society in the, last, uh, in the last year, closing down a lot of uh, people that have had contrary points of view. And I think that's wrong. We have to listen to all sides. Um, of, of an argument. And I think some of what she has to say is very true. I think the lockdowns um, have been wrong. I, I was one of those people very early on that said I thought that, uh, that social distancing rather than physical distancing was completely inappropriate language. And, and, and Kelly's talked about how language is critically important. And, and, and I think one of the reasons why mental health uh, issues happen is because people didn't take, stay socially close. Um, and you can stay socially close through internet, through telephone, through uh, walking in a park and through interaction and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and I think that, uh, you know, this idea of six feet apart was a right decision, but to call it socially distant was completely inappropriate. I was also a person who got criticized for coming up very strongly and saying municipalities uh, were wrong by closing down parks. And I think that's going to come back as a real mistake because what we found out is that people needed to interact. They needed to get out. They needed to get fresh air. They needed to get exercise. And by closing down the parks and, and yes, they correctly said it wasn't the parks they closed down. It was the parking lots, but the vast majority of people needed to go and park at the parking lot to go out and access the park. And so therefore they were effectively closing the parks by closing the parking lots, even though they said, oh, we're not closing the parks, we're just closing the parking lots. But that was a semantic that didn't really, I think, uh, hold water. But I think that's gonna come back to hunt politicians that have closed the parks, because I think that it, it, it showed some of your, you know, we, we paid for the parks and, and, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a big backyard, but there's a lot of people that don't have space. And, you know, a lot of people in 500 square foot or smaller condos that don't have fresh air and, uh, and they needed to get out and get to those parks. And a lot of those people, frankly, couldn't walk to the park and they needed to drive to the park and park in the parking lot that was closed down. Uh, so I thought that was wrong. These lockdowns. I think these lockdowns have been a mistake. I think that um, they were overdone. I think that we're going to have huge amounts of bankruptcies and uh, and uh, closures and, uh, and and companies. And I know a lot of uh, restaurateurs and small businesses that have got half a million, million dollars of extra debt that they never dreamt they would have to have. Um, and they're going to be saddled with that for the rest of their life, for the rest of their uh, business uh, career. And uh, I think that's a travesty. And I think that, uh, and again, I use this example and people have disagreed with me on it, but if the government expropriates your property, they have a legal obligation to compensate you at market value for what they expropriated. And, uh, and if they expropriate your business, even for a year, they should have a similar legal obligation to compensate you. And, and if, you know, yeah, you probably heard the statistic. One of the reasons why um, we had to um, fly people out of Alberta and Saskatchewan, no, Alberta and Manitoba, um, uh, was because our ICU capacity on a per capita basis is 40 times less than it is in Texas. And so what that suggests is we've underbuilt our hospitals. We've underbuilt our ICU capacity. So governments didn't plan for the worst, didn't plan for, for uh, catastrophes. And, you know, you think you got to plan for catastrophes. That's one of the things that governments should be doing. You got to plan for the defense of the country. They got to plan for, uh, for uh, fires and floods. And they got to plan for pandemics, even if they happen only once in a while. But it's been every 15 years in Canada. Um, so we didn't plan for that ICU capacity. 
because of that, we had to have supposedly this, these lockdowns and, uh, and, and we had to uh, therefore uh, close down businesses. I think that's government's fault and government should therefore uh, have to compensate all of these companies for the fact that they were expropriated out of their business for a year or half a year or whatever that time period was. Um, I disagree with you on masks. I think that, uh, you know, we've had uh, uh, masks being used very effectively in China and Korea and Japan um, for, for, you know, smoggy days, uh, coal uh, pollution in the atmosphere, et cetera. And so I think that uh, masks are an extremely effective way of, of uh, protecting yourself as well as uh, protecting other people. And so I disagree with the uh, masks. Um, I, um, I disagree with vaccine max mandates because I don't think you can force people to take a vaccine. Um, but I do think that vaccine passports are okay. But I think that you can supplement vaccine passports with a rapid test that says that you're uh, that you're uh, not uh, not positive, that you're negative. Um, so I don't agree with everything you said, but I agree with some of the things you said. But I'm most importantly, agree with that. More, most importantly, I think you have a right to make your voice heard and, and that's to explain to people and uh, and to uh, to. Um, to be out there in society. And I don't think it's right that you've been arrested. How many times? Oh gosh, I've been put in handcuffs 49 times officially since January 16th, 2021 this year. And I think you should uh, run for the leadership of the PCP because I look forward to interviewing you as the future leader of the PCP next year. On the I'd next rather campaign. participate in a civil oversight committee. That would be a lot of fun. Anyway, that's our show tonight with uh, Kellyanne Wolf, who's uh who's an activist, um, an anti-vax, anti-mask, anti, uh, anti-COVID-19. No, I'm more pro-choice, a pro-choice, pro-choice, pro-individual liberty. Okay. Well, I like pro-choice. Actually, that's all right. Are you pro-choice in other things? Absolutely. Okay. So I like pro-choice. That's a good word. Um, and, um, but you're anti-lockdown and I think I'm on that one, I, I, I agree probably wholeheartedly. I think that, um, you know, if people didn't want to go into a crowded office or a crowded elevator, um, that's their choice. And and frankly, I like working um, some of the time. I don't work uh, all the time, but I, two, three days a week, I work from my home office. Um, and uh, I think that's completely appropriate. But to lock down restaurants and small businesses to and, lock children uh, and to leave schools. grocery stores and some of the big boxes open um, and to lock down. Yeah, I think mental health is probably one of the big unanswered issues. I think that one of the biggest tragedies unquestionably in this whole last year and a half is, uh, is, is uh, the management of long-term care. And, uh, and, and we did have an incredible amount of, uh, of mortality within long-term care. And, and abuse, we haven't talked about and that. Um, and, I think, and I think the second is going to be the mental health issue on kids that uh, haven't had school, haven't had friends, haven't had interaction, haven't had physical exercise, uh, et cetera. That said, um, what a fascinating conversation. Thanks for joining us. I'm on every Monday through Friday at six o'clock on 960 AM. You can stream me online at www.saga960am.ca. You can get my uh, videos on uh, briancrombie.com, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and my podcast on briancrombie.com, Apple Podcasts, Audible Podcasts, and Speakeasy. But Kellyanne's not going to like it because they're all corporations. You're just going to say, this is terrible. You're making money from corporations. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pro-capitalist. I'm anti-corporatism. Uh, Corporatism. Thanks for joining us. You can tell on The Brian Crammy Show, we listen to everybody. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Good night. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on saga960am.ca.